and welcome everyone to episode 91 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, I'm Brandon Bovia, and I am... I'm still a little mad from last week. <laughs> it lingers. Uh, but I'm, it, it does linger. But I'm also still the uh, English letterer of manga like Dragon Ball Super and uh, Kaiju Raid and many, many more. Uh, just, I, I feel like after after a particularly bad One Piece movie, it, it sticks with you, you know? <laughs> it does, but it it's also a relief to come back to the manga and see just what yes. it does better. Yeah. Especially oh, when oh, you have like, and the plotting oh, hey. is so much tighter. <laughs> Villains that are threatening, plot that actually you know is engaging. Oh man, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> proper storytelling. What's that? Yeah, who who knew? Who knew? But we are finally here, and we got more fights to cover because uh, you know that's just it, it's time for that kind of payoff here as we see who fights who and how it all goes. What kind of wacky shenanigans are we going to get up to this time around? And honestly, kind of fun. Yeah, pretty fun. Yep. So let's just get right to it with chapter 406, Life Return. And right off the bat, we have sort of the answer to what the heck that sort of color circle thing that Miss Golden Week uh, did in the sky. Somehow it's transforming everybody. So I forget her name. The mole woman (laughs) became a princess. (laughs) Uh, She became an artist. And of course, Miss... uh, Oh, she Mole Woman was Merry Christmas. And Miss Double Merry Finger. Merry Christmas, yep. Yes. Yeah, okay. Miss okay. Double oh, Finger. I had it right. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, is the is back to being Paula from the pub. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, that's a, not really a deep cut, but definitely was one of those like, oh, yeah, from that one scene. <laughs> yeah, when she was introduced. So, hey, that works yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see how that all continues on for now. But last time we left off with Frankie versus uh, Fuku. Fukuro, uh, yeah. as they were like hovering over the abyss, trying <laughs> to get mid-air. back. <laughs> yeah, Th- this whole sequence is really fun because they're kind of it- it's like they're trying to one up each other, like like they're trying to get the advantage while they're still in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like, aha, I have this move, and aha, I have this move, and we see Fukuro's first, where he uses his super cartwheel iron ball to splatter him against the wall of the tower. Where Frankie even admits, it's like, yeah, that would pulverize me. But we get to see the glorious return of the Frankie Centaur. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect to see that again. So he cap- he basically holds Fukuro so he can't move his legs and can't move freely move through the sky. But it's still the, for- the force of the attack is still going. But Frankie's ready thanks to his... 70 millimeter point, 0.2 cola cannon, a little coup event <laughs> in order to blast them and keep the force, basically kill the force of the, of the rotation. Which is, God, it's so ridiculous, but so funny. <laughs> and you can uh, figure, you can kind of figure that Frankie would know how to uh, calculate this sort of stuff. You know, he is a bit of an engineer, so he kind of knows how things work. So I, yeah, I can see that that would, that would do the trick. But Frankie waits until they're above shore, and uh, now he then he does the big coup d'event, coup d'event the 1.5 max cola power, and just sends them blasted like basically I think it from what I can tell point blank against yeah. Fukuro and just sends, sends him, him into the earth. 
Yeah, it's just, just, you know, in proper cartoon fashion, just like a giant outline. <laughs> and he's deep straight in Straight down. Yeah, and God, that, that spread of just seeing Fukuro get blasted straight down and, and just seeing Frankie yelling out, Super! <laughs> to clear his victory. Is, it's awesome. It's Good great. on you, Frankie. You get the first win. I was going to say, and that's the end of the fight. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> First member of ZP9 down, Frankie gets the victory. God, I forgot how fun that fight was. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, a bit of a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Zoro and Usopp are still de- still de- dealing with Kaku and Jabra. We get hilarity ensuing because Usopp's like, I, I carry me. He's like, no. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah it, and even it, the other two are fighting. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Zoro and and uh, Sniper King here. The the only reason that they're living is because Jabra and Kaku can't get along. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> pretty much yeah pretty much yeah. but of course we're getting a little bit of uh zoro from back in the day is like okay well this this isn't i'm i'm hindered i can't fight the only way to get free all right we got to do rock paper scissors and uh, one of us has to cut off his own hands so we can get out of these cuffs <laughs> <laughs> and, i mean usopp has an appropriate reaction but i love that zoro is just like ah whoever has to cut his hand just grab go get chopper get it sewn back on <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not how that works well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. And then Zoro has another idea. Don't break that form. He holds the sword holds and he, he gives the sword to Usopp, holds him by the like cuff of his pants, and is going to use him <laughs> as a sword. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's hilarious. I specifically remember that part about Zoro using Usopp as a, as a sword, which is just... So goofy and creative that I uh, I can't help but love it. <laughs> it's it's amazing, but yeah. that's all we see of that fight because it's time to go back to Chopper versus. Oh gosh, I can never remember this guy's name. Used to be oh. Fuk- Kumadori. Kumadori. Kum- Kumadori. There we go. Kumadori, there we go. Yes, yeah, yes. I also I also forgot. <laughs> Who has escaped the fridge and has proceeded to eat all the food in the fridge? But as we'll see, Kumadori is very, very strange as he can use something called life return to digest, absorb, and go back to normal right away. And Chopper's like, what the heck did you just do? And basically he explains through his... Honestly, I find Kumadori extremely annoying. He, I thought Fukuro would be the worst of the of the CP9 members, but no, it's, yeah, it's Kumadori. Yeah, his whole bit is kind of annoying. But basically, he can control his hair. <laughs> it's kind he, of a, he can control his hair and kind and of his whole body. Like he, Yeah. He, he was able to survive for a long time by swallowing the mist uh, to complete his, uh, complete his training. And it's not a devil fruit that allows him to control his, his hair. It's it's just this life return ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just works. And we even get something we... It's like, I feel like Oda put it put it in here because he knew somebody would ask in the SBS. From the, <laughs> in nature, from the hair on one's head, from one's vital organs to the tips of one's toes, even to the end of one's short hairs. There's not a single <laughs> spot that cannot be controlled by one with one's consciousness. I... 
I didn't need to see that. But no, we didn't need what? to imagine so, that. Somebody was probably going to ask. You, uh, so yeah, you might you as well get, get that cleared up. <laughs> thanks thanks for explaining that. Because... Uh, I, the funny thing is we got Chopper kind of backing up. It's like, oh, yeah, I read about something like this in the in the book. It's like biofeedback or something. And, uh, huh. you know, I was like, oh, okay. It was, it was Chopper confirms it, I guess. I Yeah, I guess that's a thing. Yeah, we get to see the hair bind and see uh, basically... The reason he was able to puncture before is that he's using his finger pistol with his staff. Didn't think about that. That's cool. In the way that he holds the staff too, or he's just got it, got it like in between like his index finger and his thumb, where he's. I don't, I don't know what the whole like cue thing is about, but and I've I've been my brain was I was racking my brain. It's like this is probably a pun of some sort, and I, I didn't bother looking up. So yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> eh, it's only Kumadori. It's fine, but uh, yeah. <laughs> poor poor Chopper tries to punch him, but uh, nope iron body and just hurts his hand just nothing he can do about it and we actually get some more information about the rumble ball it's too powerful it can only use it once every six hours at the most any more than that it takes a toll on his body if he uses it a second time he get, things go out of whack and it's he can't control his transformations and use it a third time and he can he could pass out and become unable to fight it, it adds an interesting wrinkle to this fight for what is otherwise a very exhausting character like Kumadori. it's like okay now we have to see chopper kind of like he, he has to struggle to get his body to do what he wants it to do. Yeah, and that's a, that's a sort of a fascinating twist on a Chopper fight because this is the most active we've seen Chopper in a fight since uh, his introduction, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to the point that, like, I, I think learning a little bit more about the Rumble Ball, and the, I, they never never pointed out before that um uh, it only has, it has like, a six-hour, uh, you know, time limit. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only so often you can actually eat one, so... Which, it's a drug, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, there's, of course, side effects and whatnot, but he ultimately decides to have the second one because there's just... He needs to be able to do his other moves and be able to hit harder than he can in his human form. So, he just suffers through it, and unfortunately... Yeah, he cannot control it. He just keeps getting smacked around, and it's it's. Yeah, he's he's trying to you know he's like trying to do the horn point, but then it goes to the uh the big puffball one. Uh, then he tries to do jumping point, and then it you know he he like half his body, only half of his body gets bigger. Uh, the top half. So uh, also a, a fun little thing I just noticed. I didn't realize this while I was reading this chapter. Uh, the first time, but the 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 translation went back to calling it his his point instead of boost. Uh, as it was oh, originally. I, f- I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, which a point is what it is in Japanese, and I, I have a I have a sinking feeling that boost might have been what it was called in the four kids dub because that might have been uh, long enough ago that they were still trying to match terminology. But, yeah, yeah, and they probably figured it's, it's been long point. enough. We can go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we're still stuck with Zolo, but yeah. uh, that's true. But that, that that's a more common <laughs> thing where it's like it's it's been long enough that people kind of, could kind of forget that they changed back to the other translation. Yeah, yeah. Zoro is used often enough that you don't really get that. Yeah. But yeah, Kumidori showing off. I get, again, I love how, as much as I don't like Kumidori, I love how each member has their own variations on these six moves. Because he can extend it to have be able to use his finger pistol with his, with his hair, which is how we finished the chapter of Chopper just getting shish really. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, there's a... An interesting idea of being able to control one's hair to the point that you could just make a finger out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's something else, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of something else, we got an interesting pair of SBSs here. <laughs> yep. First is uh, fan figuring out that Rob, uh, of course, means to rob or steal. And Lucci is another name for a light in Italian. So it's like, ah, it's, it's, it's you're so clever hey, that you have this character that's so, you know, dark trying to steal the light. So did you did you name knowing that? It's like, oh, yeah, totally, totally. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one thing he does know, well, <laughs> on the other hand. Amazing. It's funny enough coming from female fans <laughs> of all things. It's like because they talked about the th- th- there was some discussion about um, what cup <laughs> they would be. The Nami and Robin would be based on mm-hmm. their, I guess, sizes. And no, he's like, I don't know. There's all kinds of variations. I don't I, I have no idea. But all kinds of female readers wrote in and be like, OK, based on all this, they're an eye cup <laughs> in Japan. Yep. Yeah, I, I was going to say that uh, uh, cup sizes in Japan are, you know, the, they, they use more of the alphabet than we do, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the case. So I don't know what that translates to. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep growing. That's all. That's that's really the end. Yep. <laughs> that's really all it comes down to. Yeah, I was going to say, I cups for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to the next chapter. 407 Monster. As we get to see what the rest of the, the Baroque works have become, we have Miss Valentine becoming a chocolatier, uh, Mr. Five becoming a fireman, Mr. Four becoming a pizza delivery man. And I love the yes. uh, pizza, pizza <laughs> four within 30 hours. And then the freaking dog uh, becomes a tank. Yeah, that, that is a very inconspicuous. Yeah, you, you never yeah. take notice of that dog at all. <laughs> yeah. I- well, while you're waiting for your pizza to show up in 30 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but into the fight itself, Chopper is not looking good. He just, he's gotten, he's bloody all over from getting this, these rough hits. And he's like, I just have such a thin chance of, it's, it's a one in seven chance to get what I want out of my technique. And I just, I, I I just got to be able to use this arm point so I can do this. And he just keeps trying again and again and again and getting beat down and finally is able to hit it. And he's just like, I have to just go for it. Not, not retreat and goes for his Rose blizzard and just lays into it. I love seeing the quick thinking from chopper on this where he's just like, all right, I got it. You know, I got to take this attack time to go for it. (laughs) Yes. And I, I, I am so impressed with this chopper fight because usually he is so kind of cowardly and he's not in this. Now there's not even a hint of that. Yeah, seriously. And God, I, I love that again, even his technique, like it gets through uh, Kubidori's iron body. It's super impressive. He just like brings him to his knees and he's definitely look, he's lost a tooth. He's definitely looking beat up now, but he's still but so chopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still really, really powerful. And he just fights through it. He's kind of in a rage himself. Steps down on uh, Chopper into the ground. And honestly, it becomes so chaotic that I can barely tell what's happening because of all the hair going all over around, all around. I think he's stepping on Chopper. Yeah, or using his hair fist or hair. I don't even know. But yeah, he's he just yeah. basically pummeling Chopper and he just can't fight back. And that's when we get a little flashback it's been a while but we get to see dr correa where she's berating him was like what were you doing is like, i don't remember and it's like okay well that, that's not an answer but thank goodness no one was hurt 
an entire village was nearly destroyed. It's <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. Because it's fine that you inherited your father's love of experiments, but you can't rush in and do these things without evaluation. He's like, oh, I won't do it again. Please don't kick me out. It's like, just hurry and get well. Apparently, he just made a massive mess of, of whatever he did with all this. But he just gets him to think about it. And basically, Chopper in, in the present is caught, held up in, like by the arms. He's just basically going to get shish here, taken care of. And Kumidori goes to uh, get his, uh, pierce his heart, but he thinks of Robin is able to get back into his cute form and just decides to go for it. If I'm going to die anyway, I might as well do it. So just please let anybody else stay away from this room. And, and then, then we you get that page turn. Oh my God. It's so cool. It's yeah. This, re- this reveal is awesome. Like what a, like completely unexpected. Yeah. Which, well, again, cause we had that hint in the last chapter, but, you know, Chopper said that if he uses it a third time, he'll pass out. Um, mm-hmm. But so we we're kind of like, oh, wait, so he's going to, you know, he's going to do it a third time. Like, what's that going to do? But then, oh, no, <laughs> he passes <laughs> just out because he just does, has no control. <laughs> you know what happened in that flashback now? <laughs> yep. That's yep. why I destroyed a village because, oh, boy. And uh, Kumidori is one of the taller CP9 members and uh, Chopper towers over him. Chopper's a kaiju now. That's what this is. Yeah, Chopper pretty much. Is a kaiju. Korea kind of explains it as the devil fruit going wild. Don't do it ever again because uncontrollable power that destroys friend and foe and, and your own body. There's no other word for it other than a monster. And yeah, there's who there, there's Chopper turning the tide. But uh, Frank, we we step away from that. As Frankie jumps into the hole, retrieves the key, and discovers that it's number four. But we still need number two. So we know that, you know, who had what. So we've definitely narrowed it down. That's actually pretty smart from Frankie. It's a process of elimination. Yeah, honestly. It's it's, it's pretty cool. Basically, Califla has number two. So Nami needs to win her fight in order to help Zoro. Which, uh, not not great, uh, as we sort of uh, use that to change scenes to that fight. And, and Nami is just uh, somehow rendered unable to move. Yeah, she's stuck on the ground uh, Yeah, uh, while Khalifa decided to take a bath. Okay. <laughs> Which, we, we, we know who this was for. Yeah, this was, this was definitely for a certain fan base. Honestly, th- this whole fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. There yeah, is, there's a lot there, about there's a lot about these next couple chapters that are like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's like, hmm, yeah, they they. It's not as silly as Nami's original fight. Yeah, which only, I'll give it credit for that. I I actually think this fight's quite good. Yes, um, but but there's also it, like it, we got to get it is what it is some fan service in there. A lot of fan service in there. Yep. Basically, it's almost a shine sign of Khalifa's cockiness about the whole thing, because uh, as Nami points out. You're dumb enough to bathe in front of the enemy. If your bodies have immersed, you shouldn't be able to wield your power at all. You've basically left yourself wide open. But I'm not worried because you're not at full strength either, thanks to my to, thanks to my devil fruit. And Nami doesn't quite understand at all what's actually happening here. But she does know that her strength is slowly returning. Um, so she's ready to get back into the fight. And basically, she's struggling to move again while Khalifa just slowly gets stressed. Yep, yep, got to uh, 
just uh, carefully placed camera angles here and there. <laughs> yep, exactly. And Nami's finally able to move and gets her thunder charge swing arm off, which does, it means, again, it shows that it's very much uh, a more serious fight in that way. Because she's able to do what she wants with the with the yeah. climate baton, and, and seeing her get off that uh that thunderbolt tempo uh, on the last page is like oh like like Nami's packing heat. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got some power behind her now. Unfortunately, you know, Khalifa has the the shave, so she's able to move very quickly and dodge stuff. But we'll see if the the, the, the thunderbolt tempo actually hits next time. So yeah, let's see if it hits in chapter four hundred and eight. It's, it's fight time now. You can tell we're moving through this a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, with chapter 408, Monster versus Kumadori, uh, we see that the uh, color effects had uh, affected two other characters as well, despite them refusing to escape. Crocodile has become the Pirate King, and uh, Mr. One has become a hero. And I love the little sign that Mr. One actually really likes the outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of adorable. Uh-huh. <laughs> And meanwhile, Crocodile's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't knock it, man. You're king of the pirates. Yeah. You're dressed up like Gold Roger. Good for you. <laughs> we go back into the fight with Nami versus uh, Khalifa. And uh, she's confident that it attacked. But boy, this is sure is reminiscent of Dragon Ball Z when we have a big smoke cloud after a big attack. And boy, yeah. I'm, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we hit them. Uh, well, you kind of did, except she was able to create a barrier, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. A soap barrier, basically, it looks well, like. So what I like about this, uh, <laughs> we have Khalifa saying, you know, basically, like, you won't be able to win unless you unravel, you know, the mystery of my powers. Uh, and then Nami's like, oh, what if she's some kind of soap person? <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately goes, but even if you know what my power is, that doesn't mean you have a chance. I was right on the mark. <laughs> yeah. I'd I love the, see, I like these gags a little bit more than, than the sexual harassment jokes with Khalifa where it's just like, she's, she's kind of a ditz. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that That's it's the fun. fun part here because she's yeah, been so be serious silly. up until yeah. this point. And then in the actual fight, it's like, Oh, Oh, she's really ditzy actually. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> while Kaku got the, the uh, giraffe fruit, Khalifa has the bubble bubble fruit, can create bubbles anywhere on her body. And Nami has to immediately comment about, oh, so sexy. It's like, why am I talking like a dirty old man? It's like, I don't yeah. know, Nami. <laughs> ah, it's just suddenly imbued with the spirit of Oda for one panel. <laughs> Although it would be really funny if the, if Kaku and Khalifa had switched or who got Yeah, well, I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> what would have happened there? <laughs> oh, God. That feels like that, that would be like a doodle in an SBS at some point. I hope so, honestly. That'd be yeah, really funny. I need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but Nami does comment. Is like, is it any good for fighting? It doesn't seem like it'd be too strong. It's like, no, no, I got complete control of the bubbles produced by my body and used Bubble Master for, on the bubbles on the tub to create the soap sheep. <laughs> Which is just I love the build act. up to this. <laughs> uh, it's a great panel. Uh-huh. And it's like, ah, I can send out my sheep cloud relaxing bubbles and take away your uh, your strength once again. Because, hey, you lost your th- strength when you entered here. Well, that's because you stepped on the bubbles that were on the floor. That's how you lose your strength. And sure enough, those uh, soap sheep bubbles actually uh, strike Nami's so- shoulders. And she's down again, unable to, uh, well, be as strong. And uh, 
Definitely getting kicked around now. I kind of this is like quite possibly like the most threatening bubble power I've ever seen in fiction. <laughs> bubble Man from Mega Man has nothing on. Yeah, this. I was gonna. I was thinking it's like poor Bubble Man. <laughs> if only. It is kind of convenient that the bubbles can actually weaken opponents. I don't know how she figured all this out in the time. Yeah, in like a couple hours, if that. If that. But I yeah. mean, good on you that you can that you can get this all figured out. But uh, yeah, Nami figures out like, as long as I can get the bubbles away, I can move again. So she tries the Thunderball again, but the, the shave attack just is not enough. And this is where we get the um, other Bad connotations touch. of this, where it's like, ah, <laughs> I'm going to rub your legs with my golden bubbles. And now uh-huh. she's all smoothed out like uh, we saw Sanji was earlier. Yep. So, yeah, not only do her bubbles remove people's strengths, but anything she touch. Uh, touches can become nice and smooth which just Although, completely incapacitates them i feel like at some point this stops being about bubbles <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I guess unless you're I don't know. filling in her pores with the bubbles but yeah i don't know it's more like the gloss gloss fruit or something yeah but all oh, right this this chapter was all about chopper versus kumadori and uh Kumidori yeah, is like half of it trying to fight him does his moonwalk to try to get up and use his uh, uh finger finger pistol with his staff and chopper just slaps him away like just, it's nothing wow <laughs> just straight into the ground bends his staff Kumidori's looking awful and he's like standing up trying to hold off to it and he just like tries to use iron body nope into the yep, ground smash and yeah. then he just keeps smashing him like holy crap chopper <laughs> yeah and then oh my gosh we, we cut back to frankie just kind of like uh climbing back up the walls like i wonder what happened to that deer and then he just turns around and just that sight of, of just seeing chop monster chopper holding a passed out kumadori it's just like oh god yeah <laughs> almost like something threatening. out of a horror movie <laughs> It's such a good design, just yeah. really showing off how threatening it is, and it also makes sense to Frank for Frankie to return there because he wants more soda, more cola. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the great thing is that he uh, Chopper sees Frankie and he just tosses Kumadori over to the other side of the Yeet. island. He just yeah, as you say, yeets him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's like Frankie quickly figures out based on the clothes, like oh crap, you're the deer, and. Yep. Not so good. He gets a chopper immediately smacks him as well. Mm-hmm. And then begins climbing the tower. He's gone all King Kong. Yeah, no, seriously. We're this is we're in complete kaiju mode now. Yeah. And Kumidori has gone through the wielding the other uh, Marines are seeing him as like, what the heck happened to him? So I think we can say that's the end of that fight too. <laughs> yeah. That was a quick end. Uh, just to really emphasize the power of chopper like that, that yeah. did not take oh, long at goodness. all. <laughs> Whew. But uh, time to return to Robin and Lucci and uh, Spandam as they're going, uh, taking that passage Spandam just make it, really showing himself to just be so petulant, just calling her you criminal just by being alive. Like, that, that doesn't even roll off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that he's just like, oh, that explosion earlier was, was my imagination. You know, your friends will never make it here. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And meanwhile, Robin's distracted because, like, I heard a voice just now. And it's like, ah, those, pi- those pirates are weak. Uh, they're, they're, they're not get here. And, you know, we get a little bit of a more of a breakdown. It's like, okay, we got... 
the underwater passage, and then we go to the Bridge of Hesitation, which is the halfway point, and then we'll be able to cross the Gates of Just Justice uh, on the other side of that. Once it's closed, no hope. You have no hope, and that's uh, you know he just keeps he's getting freakier and freakier as he like shoves his face into hers. And uh, that's when Luffy shows up, and he's like, "Oh God!" Yep. <laughs> yeah, he just you, you, you hear the you hear the running steps, and then you, you hear the breath, and then you you hear him scream out, "Robin!" <laughs> and the other great thing, the smile on Robin—it's not the I, my heart. smile. I know it's the actual genuine smile, not like full blown. Oh. It's ah, it's so good. Uh, but Lucci, of course, tells Spandam to take Robin and go ahead. Luffy comes to a set of doors and we get into the, uh, what was it? The Tower of Hesitation or something like that? The Bridge of Hesitation. So there's a big open area there where Luchi is waiting. So finally, Luffy and Luchi have come face Let's to face. Let's go. Yes. Heck yep. yes. Um, and then we do get in one more uh, SBS for this one. Where we find out that somebody noticed that Bragman, which is the, one of the books that Nami was looking for, looking for way back in Little Garden, actually shows up again as one of the reference materials. Yeah, I see that volume 13 and volume 41. These, these readers are insane. I, I know. To <laughs> I would have really, not noticed that at all. To cross-reference all that stuff is crazy. Yep. yep. Like, my God, they... like. The true fans. <laughs> <laughs> Some people read One Piece with a magnifying glass. I think that's that's the lesson here. Yeah, that definitely seems to be the uh, case. But let's get to chapter 409, The Terrifying Broadcast. And uh, they've arrived at a certain wasteland. We don't, I have no idea which one. And found a deserted ha uh, house. Uh, it looks like it used to be called the Cactus Saloon. So now I guess they're... Going to do something with that. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea where this is going. This is going now. It's like, oh, they're going legit. I guess was I thought was this not the place they were at in Alabasta? Although I guess I don't know if they got back no I, to Alabasta, I, but I don't think this is the same place. I don't think that was yeah, the name I, if, of the of the yeah because I think it was called something different. But that's subconsciously that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, it's I the same know. connotations, but I don't think it's the same bar. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe they're starting a new. I guess so. It's it's kind of seems like it. Going legit. Good for them. Uh, into the chapter itself, though, we got a handy breakdown for this first uh, spread where, all right, we're on Enos Lobby. Here's the Tower of Law. On the fourth floor, we have Zoro and Sniper King versus Kaku and Jabra who have these keys. And we have in the middle, like, a diagram of the entire thing. On the first floor receiving area. Yes. On the first floor receiving area, we got Sanji still affected by the bubbles. On the Tower of Law. <laughs> chopper climbing that panel of sanji just like just slumped over made me laugh so much it's so silly <laughs> just left him alone oh my gosh i mean i guess there's not that many people here so works out <laughs> then we got on the uh fifth floor which is actually on the part that got cut by kaku so above that uh we have nami versus khalifa outside the tower we see frankie on the ground looking knocked out like i think he actually was fully knocked out by that Wow. And then, of course, confirming that both Kumidori and Fukuro are down for the count as well. So, whew, handy breakdown, handy break breakdown. Uh -huh. 
But go even further beyond that, we got the gates of justice, gates of justice outside the gate, the bridge of hesitation that we can see just before it, and interior the, the interior of the pivot where we have Luffy versus Lucci. Big showdown about to happen as Spandam is as, as panicking as he runs off, and he uh, takes out his transponder snail and is basically like, "Hey, what are you fools doing? A pirate's after me." Do something. What are you doing? Like, uh, why are you not protecting me, basically? And that's when Robin notices it's not a transponder snail. Well, not a regular one anyway. It is, but... <laughs> he hit the golden transponder snail. The idiot just is just called a buster call on Enos Lobby. And so, obviously, right? Like, with how much buildup the buster call has, like, gotten... We all knew this was coming. And and I remembered specifically that, oh, yeah, yeah, like the Buster Gall gets called on Amy's lobby. I did not remember that it was by complete accident because Spandam is just 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 an idiot. Just a, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing to me is I completely forgot that the that the Buster Call got called on Enos lobby. I thought it was only to set up the, the flashback with Robin. Mm-hmm. But no, <laughs> this is like, oh, I, I actually have some pure uh, it's a pure blank spot like oh i don't know how they get out of this (laughs) yeah and and i I feel like it's brilliantly set up that we have now seen what a buster call can do and rightfully a lot of this chapter is dedicated to pretty much everybody who knows just like flipping out just like uh, oh no (laughs) yeah that that's that's not good and we get the setup as everybody's on the move gotta get the five vice admirals to the target area it'll be uh 30 minutes till they get there so we got a time limit now it's like oh my god they're all moving and in the meantime spandam gets out his actual transponder snail and he's like he's like i can't believe i used that it's like i triggered the buster call and because he's using the other one it's trans it's trans somehow going out to everybody the entire yep. island. He you put is, it on speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, put it on speakerphone, I guess. And all the Marines are like, what, wait, wait, what? You did that? And it's like, well, cancel it immediately. Uh, you know, uh, the, well, Robin's saying cancel it imme- immediately. And Span is immediately like, what, cancel it? Who are you to boss me around? And actually, as we they're talking, we see that Galila and uh, Frankie family and even the Giants have been captured at this point. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. There's how many men. There's only so much they could do. It's uh, not looking good. But now we get the kind of villain speech from Spandam, I guess, is the best way to put it. Where he just Mm -hmm. says, yeah, I'm the director of CP9. I triggered the buster call in order to turn you over safely to government. Nothing wrong with that. Because no matter what else happens, all the pirates will die. And and Robin's like, no, it's not going to be just the pirates. It's going to be everyone on this island. The buildings, the people, the island itself. A concentrated artillery assault that no one will get away from. That is the buster call that I experienced. This is not going to end well for you. It's like, ah, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Because he knows he's he's safe. Because he's going on to the other side of the gates of justice. But you see all of, all of the other Marines on the island kind of like, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh... That's, mm. Yeah, especially when he starts saying, I don't care how many soldiers it takes to stop the fo- those these fools who are trying to save you. It doesn't matter how many thousands of people die. It's a small sacrifice for the future. Besides, my promotion is riding on this. And that's yeah, when and all the guy, You see the guy just like, are you... You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> it's like, oh, no. God, no. <laughs> Screw this. 
And yeah, he's just like, yeah, CP9 is a secret government organization. If we will kill 100 on the spot without hesitation, because true justice doesn't involve sentiment. And as for the brainless soldiers, they're better off dead, those idiots. And that's when Robin points out, yeah, that snail is transmitting. It's like, wait, it's our conversation's on the air? Uh, and he tries to say, my name is Straw Hat Luffy. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> you're a liar. Reason. Liar. <laughs> Everyone evacuate the island. They're under the buster call. If you stay, you will die. And that's when Spandam just smacks her, which you know, just makes us hate oh. her more. Oh, my goodness. And then, God, like that one panel on the next page where all you hear is the the, the thud fzzz, and then like just going the line going silent, basically. It's just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not that's not good. The rest of CP9 is like, what the heck is wrong with him? And Nami's even like, I, I love this part with Nami's like, I'm not worried. We're used to being in situations like this. Fair. Yeah. And, and even Kokoro is like, ah, he's making life interesting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what, what do you do in times like this, but drink? <laughs> yep. That's, uh, she's just chilling as it is, as always. Uh, but the Marines, they're all on the run. They're like, oh, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And the poor Gelly Law and Frankie family guys are just like, hey, we're tied up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just left behind. We're just left with, you know, if the pirates manage to escape, how you make up for it. And it's like, oh, God, this guy is just. The worst. He God, he needs a big one of those big Luffy punches. Yeah, I feel like I I remember specifically now was about the time where like he just starts like physically abusing Robin like nothing else, and it's just like it gets. Oh man, if you thought you couldn't hate this character anymore, oh he is one of the most detestable we've we've come up against. Uh, it's, yep. it's you just pray for his comeuppance, especially. But, but again, the, the interesting thing here is that he's been shown to be very accident prone forgetful mix things up a lot the entire time good on Oda for setting it up that he'll that he would yeah. pull something like this it, it makes complete sense that just like oh yeah and and i feel like there's a lot to be said about which characters oda chooses to betray or not not betray portray as like completely incompetent mm-hmm. um and th- there's a lot of uh kind of like you know g- shades of gray gray morality when it comes to both the pirates and the marines but there's a there's a certain kind of character you know i feel like those who've just kind of who wield power with just complete reckless abandon um mm-hmm. who are just they're always depicted as like just like the worst scumbags on earth <laughs> yeah yeah but we're not quite done with the chapter because we're back to luffy facing off against Luchi, and he's like He's basically just like, where was Robin speaking from? And Luchi just says on the other side of the door and Luffy immediately attacks. He's like, <laughs> Luchi's like, you didn't even give me time to say I won't let you pass. It's like, yeah. I don't care. And they're just going straight into it. <laughs> yeah. It's just into it. Like, like blow for blow, hit, uh, meeting each other. And then that awesome panel where they, their fists collide and they get and they sent go- back into the boxes. It's yep. so cool. This is this is the uh, like the fight has started. <laughs> yes, we're we're oh, finally man. in for the rematch. Yeah, this that pay that last page lives rent free in my head. It is one of one of my favorites in the entire manga. It's so good. It is awesome. I I yeah. oh I love it so much. But uh, we're not quite done yet, as we're at chapter four hundred and ten. Our last for the set. Super Size Nami, which is just a funny title. Yeah, I know what it is. And it's time for a hot dog party with dogs. This is (laughs) this one's really adorable. Don't don't think about the. Well, I mean, I I guess. I mean, there's no dog meat in that. So yeah, they'll be they'll be all right. (laughs) It's just a name. 
Honestly, my favorite is the uh, the little dog next near Usopp who's just in a business suit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, sure. Oh, goodness. We get back into it, and yeah, Luffy is just... I think that's an, like an iron crate on him or something yeah, like that because it's crumpled. Just pushes it over. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, get out of my way. Robin's past there. I'm getting through. And he's like, ah, you're never going to see her again with, from Luffy. I'm so much more hyped now that like this fight has officially started. Oh, same. <laughs> it, it feels like this, this arc has moved into the next phase. <laughs> we keep saying that, but it's always true. Yeah. Because there's just something new happening that just uh, drives up the stakes. Because it's not just that, hey, we're finally able to fight the uh, CP9 now. So we also have to find this key. Oh, it's not only just have to find this key. We have to survive the buster call that just got called. So, yeah. Yeah, And I I forgot that the buster call started basically like right when the fight started, too. So it's kind of there's kind of a time limit in and of itself, as if there wasn't already with Robin. We got multiple time limits here just on all cases. But it's like even if they rescue Robin, they got to get out of here now. So Mm -hmm. that's the tough part. Uh, And as the Marines leave and the galley law and Frankie are like, "Um, what are we going to (laughs) do? We're still tied up here and we don't even know what's happening with Frankie and the others. So what's going to happen? And. Yeah, they, they don't know, and CP9's like, okay, we got to finish these guys off, and then we're going to go to the Gates of Justice, so. <laughs> Skedaddle. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Zora is more concerned with naming his new Usopp sword. Uh, <laughs> no Storm the Killer Blade. <laughs> <laughs> and Chopper's still climbing the wall, and we're just yeah. right back into Luffy and Lucci. And, I mean, what is there to say about this fight? It, it is, it's all just fight panels as it's it's kind of a grapple thing where Luffy's able to actually grab him and throw him into things and Luchi's just brushes himself off and prevents Luffy from actually getting to the door. Yeah, because I feel like you sort of see that like Luffy's more concerned about getting to the door than fighting Luchi. Like he's just trying to get him away long enough to uh, get to Robin. Yeah, that's all that matters. He's using the boxes to try to hide his Gatling and Luchi's using shave to avoid it all, and Luffy's able to counterattack uh, uh, a block. Uh, Luchi's counterattack. It is a just cool, visceral, fun fight. And the thing that struck yeah. me the most about all this, as it goes on, because it goes for like several pages, not once does either of them call out an attack. No, yeah, it, it, there's no dialogue at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is because usually with this we get Luffy like calling out his attack still and, and like just you know combo comboing them into each other but no yeah. it's just straight attack straight attack i get, can't worry about you i need to get to robin and at this point they're kind of dead even like to the point that uh lucci's able to counter the bazooka with just his with just a kick yeah although one one th- one thing that really struck me while reading this fight they're they're both holding back <laughs> oh yeah not oh, yeah. It, it's almost like you, you see that smile on Luchi's face they're having well he's having fun he's and, having fun yeah and luffy is obviously trying not to uh i think push himself too hard yeah i think that's the case i that, that makes yeah. sense so we're, we're definitely in the feeling each other out portion yeah exactly. <laughs> see if this we can the, just finish this off with a little effort but this is the dragon ball part of the fight <laughs> you, yeah kind of know that luffy can go super sane but he's not <laughs> we're just gonna wait on that so yeah, we gotta wait for the villain's next transformation <laughs> 
I mean, at least we have that built-in weakness. It's like it's it's more like uh, this is why Goku isn't using the Kaioken yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but gotta take a break away from that because it's not the only fight going on. As we go back to Nami versus Khalifa, and Nami's somehow able to stand with her super smooth legs now. That's yeah, all somehow. kinds of weird looking. Although not for long. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, she's like, well, I wanted to play. Khalifa's like, I wanted to play longer, but I got to (laughs) go. So she just gets in close and is able to rub her uh, soap bubbles all over Nami's body to the point Uh where she becomes exactly like uh, Sanji. I'm sure Sanji must have been having the time of his life uh, getting getting rubbed like that. (laughs) You know, I I, I couldn't figure out a way to not make it sound weird. But no, there's no way. It's impossible. (laughs) So it's just it is what it is, but I like that the the end result is just weird enough that you're like, okay, this, this can't be too, you know, like there is a threat here. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't notice it the first time, but it is kind of funny where she's made her so smooth that it even got rid of her bust. It's like she is yeah. flat all over. Just that that's just how smooth out. she is. <laughs> yep. Although despite that. Because uh, Khalifa tries to get in a Tempest kick, but like while into that form, Nami was still able to make a Mirage. Yeah, that's and that's awesome that Nami's still able to fight back despite this. And she's yeah just constantly like avoiding every one of her attacks, more Mirages, and it just keeps throwing off Khalifa. And then all of a sudden, here comes Chopper through the yeah. wall. <laughs> Here's the wild card. <laughs> yeah. And Nami's like, what is that? And this is how we get the title of our chapter where Khalifa sees it. And she's like, she's supersized. She's got powers too. And she thinks, she thinks Nami is Chopper. Yeah, that's so good. I love that that's where the chapter ends. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, even though the fights have kind of settled into a pattern, it's... Not, not, uh, pattern's not the right word I want to use. It, it's like... Everybody's kind of like settled into who they're fighting, I guess, more so. But we still yeah. have kind of like that chaotic nature of sort of the opening chapters of these fights. Um, so it's been pretty cool. To- we have the wild card that is, is that is uh, Chopper. We have no idea who's yeah. who, what's going to happen with all that. Sanji's kind of out of the out of all the fights right now. Frankie seems yep. to be out of all the fights. Like it's we're definitely getting some not casualties, but uh, people getting taken out on both sides. So it's. Yeah, I, I guess in that sense, then, uh, we're kind of, things have kind of evened out then, because the Straw Hats came in kind of with the, the one more person, you know, or Straw Hats plus Frankie versus the other CP9 members. But now we're, you know, we've got two CP9s down and uh, Sanji Frankie down. And, and Frankie, Frankie and Sanji Frankie down, down and Ch- Ch- Chopper, and essentially? Giant question mark. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, man, again, mostly fighting, but some good stuff happening otherwise very very good stuff the beginning of luffy versus luchi is just one of the most memorable segments to me because it has so much build up to it that i just like just i'm I'm seeing it start and i'm like yes 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 <laughs> and you want to see luffy get past him and just yep rescue robin at this point they're so close yeah <laughs> he's, he's, he's on the other so side of that close. door so uh it's God, I love this this arc. This arc it's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's <laughs> we're in it. We're in it. Oh, there's still plenty of good stuff. Still oh yeah, coming. we're we're not even close to being done yet. So, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, 
With that, I believe we've said all we've wanted to say about chapters 405 to 410. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube, or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm at BrandonBovia on Twitter, talking about anime, manga, games, and my job, and uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and check it out. And uh, hey, if you'd like to help help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode ad-free three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 411 to 415 of One Piece. So until then, my friends, bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. you go? I'm right here! What is that? She turned into a monster? Huh? So you have devil fruit powers as well, do you? What a ditz.